physically here or digitally joining us, you are welcome and we're glad you're here. Um, this, uh, this week, one of the big arguments that I got into with a guy, and not that you know, Church Christ preachers ever argue with people, but um, the, the, the preacher arguments is whether uh, uh, physical attendance is mandatory and all this stuff, and there's lots of hot opinions about it. And basically, we're just, uh, everybody, you know, nowadays everybody's got an opinion about everything, but my, my opinion is that, that we're worshiping together. We have people who are joining us from all kind of places, and folks that I call digital members because they've really never set foot in this building, but have found us online, and uh, they are connecting with us, and this is the new world we live in, and so we've got to meet it where it's at and quit trying to make it fit into a mold that, uh, that we want it to fit in. So that little sermon was free. You didn't have to pay extra for that. Um, this morning, we're starting a new series on the, the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk is a little bitty three-chapter book that is uh, wedged in the minor prophets of the Old Testament. Um, you can look it up and, and, and you can find it. It's, it's fairly hard to find because it's wedged in there. And, and you don't hear a lot of stuff about it. But Habakkuk is uniquely suited to our times. Because Habakkuk is a book uh, that, that, unlike other prophets, is not giving oracles to the Israelites. He's not telling them that these things are going to happen or that thing is going to happen. It's really an intimate discussion between a man and God. It's, it's a man crying out to God, reaching out to God, hearing from God, and then worshiping God. And so there's, there's three chapters in Habakkuk, uh, a fairly easy three movements. And so we're going to get three sermons out of that. And uh, so we'll do two, and then we'll take a break uh, on the, the third Sunday in October when Steve Teal from uh, 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 Baxter will be here, and we'll have our big Baxter Sunday, and then we'll finish it up at the end um, after that. So if you'll join me, Habakkuk chapter 1. We're going to start uh, in verse 2. Habakkuk chapter 1. How long, O Lord? How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Or cry out to you violence, but you do not save? Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There's strife and conflict abounds. Therefore, the law is paralyzed. And justice never prevails. The wicked him in the righteous, so that justice is perverted. These are the words of the prophet Habakkuk as he starts this book that bears his name. But they could just as easily be words that you and I pray today. Real quickly, I did a, a skim of the news. And, and this literally was five minutes of headlines. And... and uh, things like the, the, the homicide in the dumpster fire in Fort Worth and, and uh, uh, the church in Nepal losing so many uh, ministers and North Korea testing nuclear missiles and Christians living in fears, the ter Taliban's going door to door in Afghanistan and, and the son murdering his 81-year-old mother, mother in Fort Bend and Missouri men accused of keeping a woman locked in a cage and it doesn't take long to read the news until you're going, how long, O oh Lord? How long do we have to put up with this? How long will we cry out to you and you not listen? How long, Lord, do we have to beg you to do something about this fallen world? 
And that's what Habakkuk is saying. Habakkuk exists in this time. He's a contemporary of Jeremiah. And, and in a time when, when the Israelites have really fallen... And, and they're, the, the religious system is dishonest and the justice system is dishonest and that they cannot seem to, to get ahead and that they are a, a country that was once great but a, but a people that are now on the decline and they're getting weaker and weaker and more and more impoverished and the nations around them are getting bigger and stronger and, and they know it's only a matter of time until they're overtaken. But internally, they can't get their act together, and, and, and there's wickedness abounding all through the nation, and, and Habakkuk is crying out, how long, O oh Lord, must we call out for help and you not listen? Too many times we feel the same way. But too many times our churches don't honor that. Too many times churches tell people there's no place for doubt in the church. You're supposed to come into the church and you're supposed to put on your churchy clothes and, and you're supposed to put on your churchy face and when anybody asks you how you're doing, you say, man, I'm great, I'm blessed, I'm wonderful. When in reality, that may be the furthest thing from the truth. In reality, you may have spent the week going, how long, oh Lord, do I have to live like this? But church doesn't want to hear that. We're not supposed to have doubts. We're not supposed to talk about where's God when there are tragedies. We're not supposed to ask questions like that because that's not acceptable. But the Bible is different. The Bible is different from that idea. The Bible supports the idea of reaching out and questioning God, of asking God, where are you? Of asking God, how long do I have to put up with this? How long, O oh Lord? It's a normal question. If we really believe that God is sovereign, if we really believe that God is all-knowing and that he sees everything, then we can't help but ask, how long, oh Lord? Um, if we really believe that God is all-powerful and that he can do whatever, then, then why are we not... Why is he not intervening? How long, O oh Lord, are we going to do this? How long are you going to put up with this? How long are you going to put up with the, the injustice that happens in our world? How long are you going to put up with the sin that's happening in our world? How long, O oh Lord? And if we're honest with ourselves, we ask that question. I, I'll be honest, I ask that question. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm the preacher. I'm the holy man, right? I'm supposed to not ever ask that question. I'm supposed to have it all together. I'm supposed to, you know, have my, my church face on. And too many times, preachers are not allowed to express this. We're not supposed to tell you that we ever have doubts or that we ever question God. Because, you know, we're supposed to be, we've had the direct line and the bat phone and all that. That doesn't happen. And if they've ever told you that, I'm sorry. But that's not true. We're human. And, and we're struggling just like everybody else. And there are times when you cry out, how long, oh Lord? Before Allie was born, we got pregnant. And, you know, I know, ladies, it's funny that guys say we got pregnant because you know, we, we get it. We don't have any idea. Um, that's, that's, that's why God made the, uh, the, the, the men, the, the ladies to have the babies because one guy somewhere would have had one and the rest of us would have heard about it and that would have been the end of the species. Um, 
So uh, we're going to stop just for a minute. Can you come up here? Sorry, Pizza Man's here, y'all. And, and y'all don't know, but, you know, church stopped for some pizza. Come on, come on all the way up here. <laughs> he is wishing he never took this call. Test, test. Can you turn me on, Steve, on the test? Oh, that's hot. What's your name? Nelson. Nelson, uh, where are you from? Uh, Houston. Oh, Houston. And you're here for? Uh, for school. I'm, I uh, go to Sam Houston. Go to Sam Houston. These guys over here. Most of these guys go there now, and then half of these guys went there at some point or another. Um, what are you studying? Uh, philosophy. Whoa. Okay. You got any for us right now? We're, we're, we're asking the question, how long, oh, Lord? You got any philosophy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I don't expect you to, 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 to preach. Um, well, Nelson, we're starting something this, this, uh, this time of year that we call Racktober. And basically, this is a card that I'm going to give you. It, uh, it, it stands for Random Acts of Kindness. And what we do is we try to bless our community by doing random acts of kindness. So I want you to take that. And those guys are going to show you where to put those pizzas. But these people all went together and are going to tip you this morning. And you can choose. Now, I'll be honest with you. Your manager knows this is going to happen. So he may want you to share it, but it's up to you. You can tell him whatever you want to. I'll back you up. Um, but your tip on this order this morning on these five pizzas that we spent $50 on is $450.16. So that's all for you. God bless you. Would you let me pray over you? All right. Nelson's going to let us pray over him. Will you join me? Father God, we ask your blessings on this young man right here. Bless Nelson. We know you brought him to us this morning, not because of anything we did or anything he did, but because you wanted him to be here in this place at this time. Lord, we ask your blessings upon him, that you uh, watch over him as he studies, and that you uh, guide him in the path that you would have him to take. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, brother. Those guys will show you where to put the pizzas. All right. Where were we? <laughs> Sorry, he, he showed up early, you know, dominoes. They, 30 minutes or it's free or something like that. Before we were pregnant with Allie, we had a miscarriage. And, and those of you who've endured that know what that's right like. We went to the typical prenatal visit, and we sat down in the office, and, and they're doing the ultrasound thing, and, and we're sitting there, and, and everything's fine and good, and you're all full of hope, and you're all full of joy, and you're all full of excitement, and then you see that look on the doctor's face, and, and you know that that look's not supposed to be there. And he doesn't say anything, and, and you're, you're, you're anticipating what, what, what's, what's fixing to happen. And he looks at you and he says, I can't hear a heartbeat. And I've never felt that feeling before in my life. It, 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 was, it was somebody just ripped my entire guts out. I, I, I was just beside myself. And basically we left that appointment in a daze. Um, we didn't know what to do. We kind of were wandering on autopilot. I, we went to the movies and we parked our car in the, used to before COVID, we used to go, and never mind, I used to joke. We, but we went to the movies and we parked our car in front of the theater and we went and bought tickets and we went in and watched the, uh, the movie 
And we came back and we couldn't remember where we parked and that's because we'd left the car sitting right in front of the theater uh, where it wasn't supposed to be the whole time because the brain was just gone. And we had what I... Um, well, I can't say it up here, but I, I, I called it a week from somewhere and, uh, because we had to wait for a week and then come back for another test because it was possible that, that a heartbeat could still emerge. And so I spent that week crying out to God, begging God, begging God. And we came back and there was no heartbeat. And so we went through that whole process and then you got done, and, and you cry out, how, how? Because I was teaching at the time, and I was dealing with a lot of kids who were in CPS care, and kids who had been rejected by their parents, kids who had been abused by their parents, kids who had been neglected by their parents, and I'm going, Why? Why do you give children, because the Bible teaches me that children are a gift from God, why do you give children to these people that don't want them and can't take care of them? But not to me. And I cried out, how long, O oh Lord? That week I went to people and I begged them to pray with me. And, 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 and we'd get a lot of these weak, wimpy prayers, and I'm sorry, but that's what they are. We got a lot of prayers for God's will to be done. And I'll be honest with you, in that week, if God's will was to take my baby, I didn't want his will to be done. I didn't want to pray for that. And, and then after it was over, I got a lot of people saying a lot of things. And, and, you know, let me give you some advice. If you go to somebody and they're hurting, whether it's grief or, or, or whatever, you don't have to say anything. Just say, I'm sorry. Okay, because we all get nervous and, and we get anxious and we try to say something because we want to connect with people and we end up saying things that are stupid, like God just needed another angel. Now that sounds good, but what I heard was that your God is so selfish that he didn't have enough angels in his heaven. He had to take mine. And it made me angry. And finally, Hurricane Rita hit. And those of you who remember that, you know, it was a big deal, and they evacuated Houston, and basically we got some wind, and that was about it where I was. Biggest damage I had to my house was the nail holes from boarding up my windows. Um, but I stood out in the street as that hurricane was supposedly coming in, and I yelled at God because I was mad at him. And I yelled, how long? How long? How long do you want me to put up with this? I've spent my whole life trying to serve you, trying to seek you, trying to chase you, and this is how you reward me. And I was mad. Now, we're not supposed to admit that because that has no place in church. But we challenge God. If we believe God is real, we have to challenge him. If we believe God that has the power to interact in this world, we have to call out to him. We, we, that's part of faith. Part of faith is believing that God has the power to do something about it. And if we really believe that, then we have to question. And that's what Habakkuk does. How long, Lord? How long will I cry out and you ignore me? Habakkuk, his name literally means embracer of God. So this is a man of God we're talking about here. This is a man who, has, who, is, who is a godly man, who has embraced God, who has sought after God, and, and who now is crying out, 
How long, O Lord? And God answers Habakkuk. If you go through and read it, God answers him. And he says, Habakkuk, I'm doing something that you wouldn't understand even if I told you. And we find that over and over and over when God answers people. If you remember the book of Job, um, you know, a lot of us growing up, we, we heard about the patience of Job, and we heard all those stories about Job and how patient Job was. Job wasn't really all that patient. Job was crying out to God. Job said, God, I want you to come down here and face me. I want to meet you in a court of law. I'm, I'm, I'm suing you. And God showed up, and Job said, why would you do this to me? And God said, you know what? When you can hang a moon, then you get to ask questions. When, when you can do what I can do, then you have the authority to ask questions. Because you don't understand it, and even if I did explain it to you, you don't have the capability to understand it. Look at verse, one of chapter, verse 2 of chapter 2. And the Lord answered me, write the vision. Make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Behold, his soul is puffed up. It is not upright within him, but the righteous shall live by his faith. Notice what God says here. He does not say the righteous will live by being righteous. He does not say the righteous will live by being moral. He does not say the righteous will live by obeying perfectly. He does not say the righteous will, will, will live by attending the right church. He does not say we could go on and on and on. He says the righteous will live by what? Faith. The righteous will live by faith. See, even for the embracer of God, there will be times when God doesn't make sense. Even for the one who is pursuing God, who is chasing God, who loves God, there's going to be times when you don't understand God. When we cry out, how long, O Lord? And God says, the righteous will live by faith. Because faith reminds us that even though we don't fully understand God's design in our lives now, that, that we come to trust God. We trust in His love. And we believe. Faith believes that God is too wise to make a mistake. That, that you know, we're always wiser after, right? Look back on things in your life. And you can always look back. You know, we even have a saying in our culture, hindsight's twenty twenty. You can always look back and see, well, God was doing this in my life. In the moment, we never grasp that. And God says, the righteous will live by faith. You've got to believe that God's not making mistakes, that God's not messing up, that he's doing what he's doing because he has a plan, and he's going to fulfill that plan in you. Faith believes that God's too kind to be cruel. That, that in, in, in Romans 8, Paul's going to say that, that we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, those who are called according to His purpose. For those He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son so that He would be the firstborn among many believers. These verses are important in what they don't say as much as for what they do say. They don't say that everything that happens is good. They don't say that, that God causes evil. 
They don't say that everything's going to turn out okay for everybody all the time. What they do say is God is at work in the world, especially in the lives of his children. And his glorious purpose is not to make you successful, is not to make you rich, is not to make you pretty or liked or, or whatever. His goal is to make you like his son, Jesus Christ. Faith believes that God always knows best and does best in his time. That his time is not my time. And that's frustrating for me because I want it to be. I, I want God to do what I want to do when I want him to do it. And, and there are times of trials. There are times of struggles. And, and faith believes that God always knows what's best and is doing what's best in his time. Faith, faith also believes that God is in control. And therefore, we can rest easily. That... George Buttrick once said, the same sun that hardens the clay melts the wax. It's our choice whether we let the suffering and misfortune of our life harden our hearts or whether we let it soften our hearts and open us to God. Faith believes that since we cannot trace the hand of God, that we always trust the heart of God. That God's promise to us is that he is faithful. And we, the righteous, will live by faith, by trusting in that. The point is that God is here for us. God is listening to us. God loves us. And he's trying to do what's best for us to conform us to the image of Jesus Christ. We don't understand that. It's not going to make sense most of the time. There are things that you and I aren't going to understand this side of eternity. But someday, we're going to look back and go, Oh, that's why you did that. That's what faith is. The righteous will live by faith. Doesn't mean you're not going to doubt. Doesn't mean you're not going to struggle. Doesn't mean you're not going to cry out, How long, O Lord? But the righteous will live by faith. We trust in him. This morning, if we can help you with that, that's what we're here for. We would love to pray with you. We would love to pray with you and help you rekindle the faith that may have been shaken. We would love to help you strengthen your already existing faith. If you've been living by faith and, and walking by faith and God has called you here because he wants you to submit to him to become a Christian, we would love to help you with that. Right now we're going to sing a song. And as we sing that song, this is your opportunity to come forward or to find somebody to pray with you. Whatever you choose to do, we would love to help you. But we're offering this opportunity. The righteous will live by faith. Let's live by faith right now. While together we stand and sing. Be a clean heart. Oh.